Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is May 29th. At 11.30 a.m. on May 29, 1953, Edmund Hillary of New Zealand and Tenzing Norgay, a Sherpa of Nepal, became the first explorers to reach the summit of Mount Everest, which at 29,035 feet above sea level is the highest point on Earth. The two, part of a British expedition, made the final assault on the summit after spending a fitful night at 27,900 feet. News of their achievement broke the world, to the world on June 2nd, the day of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation and Britons hailed it as a good omen for their country's future. Mount Everest sits on the crest of the Great Himalayas in Asia, lying on the border between Nepal, Nepal and Tibet. Called Komolungma, the mother goddess of the land by the Tibetans, the English named mountain after Sir George Everest, a 19th century British surveyor of Southeast Asia. The summit of Everest reaches two-thirds of the way through the air of the Earth's atmosphere at a just about the cruising altitude of jet airliners, and oxygen levels there are very low. Temperatures are extremely cold, and weather is unpredictable and dangerous. The first recorded attempt to climb Everest was made in 1921 by a British expedition that trekked 400 difficult miles across the Tibetan Plateau to the foot of the Great Mountain. A raging storm forced them to abort their ascent, but the mountaineers among them, George Lee Mallory, had seen what appeared to be a feasible route up the peak. It was Mallory who quipped when later asked by a journalist why he wanted to climb Everest, because it's there. A second British expedition featuring Mallory returned in 1922, and climbers George Finch and Geoffrey Bruce reached an impressive height of more than 27,000 feet. In another attempt made by Mallory that year, seven Sherpa porters were killed in an avalanche. The Sherpas, native to the Kumbu region, have long played an essential support role in Himalayan climbs and treks because of their strength and ability to endure the high altitudes. In 1924, a third Everest expedition was launched by the British and climber Edward Norton reached an elevation of 28,128 feet, 900 vertical feet short of the summit without using artificial oxygen. Four days later, Mallory and Andrew Irving launched the summit assault and were never seen alive again. In 1999, Mallory's largely preserved body was found high on Everest. He had suffered numerous broken bones in a fall. Whether or not he or Irvine reached the summit remains a mystery. Several more unsuccessful summit attempts were made via Tibet's Northeast Ridge Route, and after World War II, Tibet was closed to foreigners. In 1949, Nepal opened its door to the outside world, and in 1950 and 51, British expeditions made exploratory climbs up the Southeast Region Ridge Route. In 1952, a Swiss expedition navigated the treacherous Kumbu Icefall in the first real summit attempt. Two climbers, Ray- Raymond Lambert and Tengzing Norgay, reached 28,000. 210 feet just below the south summit, but had to turn back for want of supplies. Shocked by the near success of the Swiss expedition, a large British expedition was organized in 1953 under the command of Colonel John Hunt. In addition to the best British climbers and such highly experienced Sherpas as Tenzing Norgay, the expedition enlisted talent from the British Commonwealth such as New Zealanders George Lowe and Edmund Hillary, the latter of whom worked as a beekeeper when not climbing mountains. Members of the expedition were equipped with specially insulated boots and clothing, portable radio equipment, and open and closed-circuit oxygen systems. 
Setting up a series of camps, the expedition pushed its way up the mountain in April and in May 1953. A new passage was forged through the Kumbu Icefall, and the climbers made their way up the western CWM across the Lowe's face in the, to the South Call at about 26,000 feet. On May 26, Charles Evans and Tom Bordillion launched the first assault on the summit and came back within 300 feet of the top of Everest before having to turn back because one of their oxygen sets was malfunctioning. On May 28th, Tenzing and Hillary set out, setting up a high camp at 27,900 feet. After a freezing, sleepless night, the player plotted on, reaching the south summit by 9 a.m. in a steep, rocky step some 40 feet high about an hour later. Wedging himself in a crack in the face, Hillary inched himself up what was thereafter known as Hillary's Step. Hillary threw down a rope and Norgay followed, and about 11.30 a.m., the climbers arrived at the top of the world. News of the success was rushed by runner from the expedition's base camp to the radio post at Namchi Bazaar and then sent by coded message to London where Queen Elizabeth II learned about the achievement on June 1st, the eve of her coronation. The next day the news broke all around the world and later that year Hillary and Hunt were knighted by the Queen. Norgay, because he was not a citizen of the Commonwealth nation, received the Lesser British Empire Medal. On May 29, 1999, Space Shuttle Discovery became the first space shuttle to dock with the International Space Station. Part of the STS-96 Space Shuttle mission was to resupply the ISS, so it carried the Space Hab module and the payload filled with cargo for station outfitting, including crane parts, a satellite, and research equipment. STS-96 launched from Kennedy Space Center on May 27, 1999. It docked for 5 days, 18 hours, and 15 minutes. The mission lasted 9 days, 19 hours, 13 minutes, and 57 seconds, landing in Florida on June 3, 1999. The Discovery crew was commanded by Kent Rominger, piloted by Rick Husband, and mission specialist Danny Berry, Ellen Ochoa, Tamara Jenigan, Julie Payette of Canada, and Valerie Tokarev of Russia. The crew carried out the 45th spacewalk in space shuttle history, which lasted 7 hours and 55 minutes. Jernigan and Berry transferred the orbital transfer device and parts of the Russian crane Strela from the payload bay and installed them on the outside of the station. Discovery was NASA's third space shuttle orbiter, making its inaugural flight in 1984. After completing more than 30 successful missions, it was the first operational NASA shuttle to be retired in March of 2011. Discovery took a victory lap in 2012 when it piggybacked on the modified back of a Boeing 747 to the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. to put on permanent display. And in 1932, the Bonus Army was a group of 43,000 demonstrators made up of 17,000 U.S. World War I veterans together with their families and affiliated groups who gathered in Washington, D.C. mid-1932 to demand early cash redemption of their service certificates. Organized called the demonstrators the Bonus Expeditionary Force to echo the name of the World War I's American Expeditionary Forces, while the media referred to them as the Bonus Army or Bonus Marchers. The demonstrators were led by Walter Waters, a former sergeant. Many of the war veterans had been out of work since the beginning of the Great Depression. The World War Adjusted Compensation Act of 1924 had awarded them bonuses in the form of certificates they could not redeem until 1945. Each certificate equaled issued to a qualified veteran soldier bore a face value equal to the soldier's promised payment with compound interest. The principal demand of the Bonus Army was the immediate cash payment of their certificates. On July 28, 1932, U.S. Attorney General William D. Mitchell ordered the veterans removed from all government property. Washington police met with resistance, shot at the protesters, and two veterans were wounded and later died.
President Hubert Hoover then ordered the U.S. Army to clear the marchers' campsite. Army Chief of Staff General Douglas MacArthur commanded a contingent of infantry and cavalry supported by six tanks. The bonus army marchers with their wives and children were driven out and their shelters and belongings burned. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com The Conquest of Mount Everest at History.com 1999 International Space Station at www.edn.com And World War I Vets in the Bonus Army at the Center for Rule of The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.